right, driver. Make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time by. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Howdy, howdy, everybody. What's up? All right. Three-way tie, Mark Bremkamp, Greg Dryling, and Brian Sanders, all within 10 seconds. Looks Wow. Up. Congratulations. All right. Where's foot, everybody else at? Foot race at the track Saturday to win, see who wins the free beer. There you go. <laughs> hey, I've, I've seen Wee Man Boogie before, getting after those bandos. Yes. Anyway, how are we doing, gentlemen? Doing pretty good. Good, doing good. 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 Well, we hope everyone else uh, watching thus far is doing well. Back again, episode 51. We got uh, titled this one, Daryl Stewart, for obvious reasons. He is in the lobby, chomping at the bit, ready to go. So we promise um, we'll give you that good content. Uh, unfortunately, as we know, CNS got rained out, but there's been a lot of uh, other topics to uh, unfold, I guess, if you will. So uh, we'll talk about those, but uh, without further uh, delay. I will do intros and get right into uh, Daryl Stewart and the listener fan shout out. Um, so Brandon Hall here, creator and host of uh, this here podcast, retired legend car driver and uh, outlaw cart driver. And I'll pass to this guy over here. Yeah. Uh, Jake Smith, everybody. Driver of the 89 GAM. Uh, also the uh, official Mike's harder drinker of the group and the, the, the statistician of the group. Uh, sometimes my stats are good. Sometimes my stats are real bad. So like a weatherman. Exactly. You know what? It could rain three inches. It could rain, you know, snow of 30 inches, you know, just prepare for both. You know? I'd love to have that job. Yeah. Me too. I'm wrong half the time and I still get paid the same. 60% of the time. It works every time. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, I'm Jordan Smith. I am the official beer drinker and the driver of the 99 gam. And yeah, I got my uh, classic Coors light back. It feels good. It's like I was getting tired of those little fruity beers. It's like, all right, enough of this. We're going classic. So, but yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Speaking of fruity, did you ever try the uh, Coors Light seltzers? I don't know if they're still around or if that was a limited time. I did thing. not. The they grapefruit seltzers? Oh, yeah. The grapefruit one, muy bueno. And then they came out with that orange dreamsicle one. Very good. Hmm. But yeah, after about three of them, then you're like, uh, yeah, yeah. But no. If, if they're still around and you see them, pick up a case. Yeah, I get about half there. a white claw in me, and I go, "Nope, here you go." Yeah, <laughs> you got to have a good. That's what I go with the old-fashioned Mark Sarders. Can't go yeah, wrong there with you this. go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, I will pass to Jake for a listener fan shout out, and then, like I said, we're going to bring in uh, Daryl Stewart. Yeah. All right. So a uh, couple shout outs. Uh, want to shout out John Berardi. Sounds like he's doing a lot better. I saw on his Facebook post today that he's doing a much better. So shout out to you, sir. Get well soon. Can't wait to see you. Uh, can't say enough about you. You're an awesome guy and fast recovery to you uh, as well. I am starting to, there we go. I got two people up on my wall. So Paul Himmler and uh, his daughter, Ashlyn, that drives the legend, gave me some uh, hero cards a couple weeks ago. So I forgot to put them up last week, but got them up this week. And I uh, also want to shout out to Chris Cox. He actually just stopped by the house about an hour ago, uh, bought some stuff from us for his upcoming Outlaw figure eight car, which showed me some pictures. That thing looks damn Sweet. good. Sweet. So yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, talking to him and 
figuring out that he is actually a Columbine alumni. So that's pretty awesome. So we got a lot of Columbine alumni out of Go Rebels. Go. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that. <laughs> Hook them. We're not Close. the Texas Longhorns here. Close. <laughs> Speaking of that, they almost upset Alabama. I know. That was awesome. They should have, but yeah. we won't get into that here. But yeah, so yeah, <laughs> right. so uh, there, he uh, was talking about the podcast, especially the episode with Ed. He said he was laughing his butt off. So, uh, so want to shout out to him for uh, for commenting, coming over and, and seeing the shop and, and talking with me for a little bit. So, uh, that's your fan listener shout out for this week. All right, well, uh, let's see some comments. Who's ready for Daryl Stewart? The guys uh, wears many hats, figuratively and literally. Literally, he's um, going to wear a lot uh, this weekend too. Yeah excited to get him on here and uh unpack all that so i guess let's uh let's go ahead and bring him in huh boys let's do it do it all right What's up? Hey, what's up, everybody? Wave to the crowd. Wave to the crowd. Oh, he's got <laughs> his beer. <laughs> got his beer. Yeah, Love it. Talking about. I like growing to got a real beer. Ooh. <laughs> Man, it, it really is a war what you're drinking on this podcast. Shots I, I fired. I think we're outnumbered. I think uh, what we had, Daryl, uh, Kyle Clegg, Eggleston, everybody. I don't remember what Jace was drinking, but it's been a Bud Light crowd. So we're no, outnumbered. Kyle, yeah. Kyle was drinking Mike's. Was he? I got a, a shout out because he was him and I were drinking mics that night. He had the oh. mic seltzers though. Yeah, Jay well. drinks ultras because he's getting fat. Ultras, <laughs> that's right. That's what. Yeah, he would, and he was studying for his uh, test. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So yeah. Anyway, welcome, uh, welcome to the Scrubbing Tires podcast. I know uh, you've been around CNS, your dad, everybody, the whole family, helping Jace out, which we'll dive into all that. But thank you for for coming on and taking a couple hours out of your Tuesday evening. Anna, thanks for having me. It'll be uh, tough to follow up old Nick and Vetch after last week, but well, give, give it a shot. Yeah, at least uh, at least we can try to put together a whole episode without just laughing and crying the whole time, yeah. um, especially before the show. So we're going to do our best. But uh, yeah, so we'll kind of dive in just like we do with every guest. Um, I know you a little bit, just Racing Legends, the one race I guess I did, but talk to you and your old man a little bit, bum some parts off your old man uh, for that first race and stuff like that. But tell us, tell us how you got into it. I, I assume it was from your dad, but tell us from beginning to kind of where you are now and we'll interrupt you in between and share some good old stories. Cause I know, I know you damn well have some. So. Yeah. Um, so I started quarter midgets when I was four and a half, um, did that for eight, nine years. My first race in the car, my first practice session, actually, I ended up hitting the fence post and breaking my, my neck. So I didn't get off to a good start, but kept at it. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. I learned full throttle in the pits wasn't the, the way to go. <laughs> I don't mean to lie. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, wow. I was a, got off to a rough start, but kept at it. And uh, like I said, did quarter midgets for eight, nine years and then graduated up to, to Legends there in 2014 was my first year. I uh, ran those for eight years. I ran a couple super, super late model races in there too with uh, Kevin Steinke at Rocky Mountain Motorsports. Um, 
so yeah, I've been heavily involved in the legends for a long time. I've been doing that one, a lot of races with that. Now I'm just working on cars. Um, we're working on Jay's work on Cody Dempster's car every now and then uh, Crocker's car and then a whole bunch of legends. Um, we've had probably over 20 in our shop in the last three, four years, just wow. setting wow. them up and doing maintenance and that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I've been heavily involved doing all that stuff. Um, and now I'm kind of getting into the spotting stuff and doing that for Jace and Crystal and, and Dempster and Crocker and all them as well. Um, and I'll be spotting for Holly this weekend at Irwindale. So cool. um, not, not behind the wheel too much anymore, but uh, still heavily involved in the racing scene. Yeah. So what, what I guess changed from, I want to be a driver to full-time spotter and kind of crew help. Uh, honestly, it was the Hoosier for the the legend car. Like those, oh. I, I don't know how much you raced on them or practiced on them, but they, they suck. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I was on like 500 lap old tires, so it didn't matter to me. Whoops, like, <laughs> underneath me, but yeah, no, it's uh, the racing at CNS. It was really good on the Federals. Um, it was the top eight were right on top of each other racing hard for the win. And then the Hoosier came out and it just kind of killed the racing there for me. So I, I just wasn't having fun. And I got to a point where if I wasn't winning, it was like a terrible night. And so it's just, when you get to that point, it's, it's not fun anymore. So it's best to just kind of step away and get to doing what you do. Enjoy. Right. Yeah. Hey, as long as you're still in racing, right? Yeah, exactly. I have a blast with the, the uh, JDR crew out of town going to all these cool races we went to. Like I never thought I'd go to the snowball derby, let alone working on a car at the snowball derby. So that was a cool experience and going to all these races. It's a good time. Nice. So then um, taking it, taking it back, did you end up doing like when you were doing legends cars and stuff like that, did you guys, you have aspirations like, or did you just kind of, this is just for fun or did you want to kind of keep taking those steps and see where it could lead to? Yeah, no, there was a one point in time, like probably 2014, 2015, my first, second, maybe third year in Legends, where I was wanting to move up, um, was looking for the sponsorship to do that, wanted to go super late model racing, but I wanted to do it right. I didn't want to buy a cheap car and just go out there and turn laps. I wanted to buy top of the line stuff, which is well into the six figures. Yeah. yeah so, so, yeah, I was look, looking at doing that, um, ended up doing that rental deal with Kevin Stein, at Rocky Mountain Motorsports. Um, that was when Mark Neff was still racing for him. It was their their backup car. Um, did Challenge Cup, and then I did uh, the Chili Willie. And, um, oh, wow. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, the racing in the super late models, I kind of found out it's just not as fun as the the Legends. Like, your Legends, you're beating and banging. It's 100% the whole time. And late models, it's a lot about pacing yourself, saving the tire. And if you door a guy, like, they're ready to kill you after the, the main event. <laughs> so it's just... <laughs> So it's just cost me whole... $40,000 for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll go up and I'll beat the bumper off of Eggleston's car all race long. And it'll be like, oh, man, that was a great time. And then you get in a super late model and put a donut on their wrap and they're ready to kill you. So just not, not quite the same kind of race. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. That's funny. So, okay. So how did you get hooked up? I, I think I saw this correctly. Did you get a part of like some sort of spotters group? I saw, I thought I saw something of that sort on Facebook and lighten us a little bit about that. How did that start? Yeah. So clear low communications. That's uh, Jonathan Platt. Um, he's spotted for a whole bunch of stuff. He's spotting at Venturini Motorsports. Um, he's going to be oh. spotting for uh, Jake Finch this weekend in the Arca stuff at Bristol. Um, he does a whole lot of cars, tours, super lates, all sorts of stuff. Um, I got to know him through Jace. He spotted for Jace at the Derby last year, um, him and Caden Lapsovich. They both worked at Hamkey at the time. Um, and so, Kane was crew chief and uh, Jonathan was spotting. And so got to know him. He spotted for Jason at the, the all-star showdown earlier this year too. Um, and so we just kind of became friends, you know, we're all in a group chat and we're texting each other about stupid stuff. Um, he still works at Hamke and, and lets us know a lot about what's going on there. So um, yeah, became part of the, that, became friends with him. And then 
the joke's always been, you know, I've been, there's this tire guy out East called Weeder. Um, he does tires, like 20 cars at the Derby. Um, so he does a lot of tires. Wow. And so they, they always called me Weeder West. And so once I started spotting <laughs> the case, they kind of picked up with clear low West and then, uh, that's how that kind of came about. So yeah, Got working it. with Jonathan, he's trying to work on a, a deal for an arc race here later in the year. We'll see if that comes through or not, but that's awesome. But yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. That's so then it, so then give, give us a little bit of rundown. So how does that, do you get, are you like a rental program for a spotter? Like what is that actual program? Great idea. What you know, you know what I mean? Like how does that work for you guys now? Uh, so yeah, with Jace, I do it all for free. You know, it's we're, we're buddies. Um, I, I help him out and do his tires and all that for the price of beer, as much beer as I can drink. You know? hey. uh, um, but yeah, they're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, the rest of it, it just kind of depends on what the track is, how long I'll be there, that kind of stuff. You know, I, I charge for my time and I, got Brian and just start, starting to do that. Finally, he did stuff for free for forever. And I told him, you gotta, gotta charge to be at the track. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it just right. depends on what the deal is um, and who I'm doing it for, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, there's, there's a fee for it and just kind of trying to make a few bucks while being at the races and, and having a good time doing that. Right. Yeah. On. Yeah. And then say there's, there's not a, a lot of weekends that go by that. You're not at the track that I've, I've seen. So. Yeah. Since I've been out of the wheel, I've been at the track more than when I was actually racing. <laughs> right. <laughs> part of it yeah i was glad to see this glad to see this rain out last week and i finally had a weekend or a night off in like a month and a half <laughs> right busy. so i guess what did you do when you spent your time off at the last weekend i ended up laying in bed watching netflix and drinking beer <laughs> yeah, not a bad way yeah no, like i said i've been busting butt on on legends i had to get that once a day and i ran here two weeks ago i had to get that ready and then i've been maintaining legends for a couple other guys so it's been been a busy month and a half yeah yeah i was gonna say i saw that um i don't know if your dad posted or whoever runs the wildlife racing but what was that about was it just like a, hey we got this car uh yeah so brett reed i've been helping him all year with his legend stuff just trying to help him get better try, kind of driver coaching deal with them um and they wrecked that car at cns earlier in the year and chris mueller mm -hmm. fixed it and they're like well we build this car you want to run it i was like i mean i'm pretty picky about what i race so you're gonna have to spend some money on parts but <laughs> But he goes, I'll spend whatever. Let's just make it happen. So, yeah, he, he put it together, built it, and I just had to go up and kind of help him scale it and get it finished up. And he let me run it for the weekend. And I ended up bending the rear end in it Saturday. Mm. I, I doored Medina going down the front stretch, and then I hit the wall when Clegg and uh, Wiggins spun each other out on the last lap. So I, I bent it and just didn't have time to fix it because I was working oh. on four other cars. So parked it and kind of left it as is. I, I had a good time. It just same so problems who, I was fighting before. Yeah. Right. Who Who pays for that, him or you? Uh, he paid for all of it. <laughs> hey, he even perfect. let me keep the, yeah, even let me keep the check after it, and it was six hundred bucks. So even though hey. I normally would have charged him for my help, but I didn't this weekend. But still came out. <laughs> I need to get in one of them deals. Yeah. Right? Hey, if I wreck it, you still pay for it. Perfect. Yeah. And I still get the winnings check, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So I, we see that you're wearing the uh, good old Frank's radios apparel right there. So how did I, obviously I think now that you're getting into spotting and stuff kind of like, that's how that I'm assuming that's how that relationship kind of formed together. Yeah, no, Brian and I, we kind of got to know each other. He was spotting for Mark Neff when he was still running super lates. Um, we actually met in a, a, a hotel room there in Irwindale, like a year and a half ago, we were all just hanging out, drinking beer in the room and he and I didn't know each other. And after a while, Mark said something about me racing the legend. And he goes, wait a minute, are you the 30? I was like, yeah, that's me, dog. <laughs> Come on, Brian. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he, he called me V30 for a while, still does every now and then. But yeah, we, we got to become friends after that. That's um, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. and then this winter, he, he kind of messaged me out of the blue. He goes, man, I'm doing this radio stuff, but I'm not really at the track this much or that much. Do you want to kind of help me out a little bit? And I was like, sure. And I was looking at it like I just got into the spotting stuff. I could get stuff at cost, so it saved me a bunch of money. Right, right. So, Helps you, so yeah, I, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I agreed to do it, and I'm at the track, and I'll make a little bit every every weekend enough to kind of pay for my beer or whatever. And <laughs> the theme is beer with Daryl Stewart. I... Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: hanging out with super late model drivers, they're they're a bad influence because I didn't start drinking as much till I started hanging out with Jason, Mark, and I've gotten into a habit of staying at the track to like two or three with Eggleston. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Challenge Cup night. We were slam shotgunning beers out of the cups together. It was like, oh, okay, I got to stop. I got to drive. Say, yeah, like, like, yeah. <laughs> I think 1 30 yeah. when we probably were like, okay, we probably should get out of here. Yeah, no, stay away from super late model drivers. They, they like to drink. <laughs> well, I remember, I think it was the first time we uh we went over to I think it was Martinet. And I think Jordan, you were with me. You may not have been, but uh Jace was running that night and I went up to Mark just to introduce myself. And or no, it was it was Jace, because I think it was before we had him on the podcast just to introduce myself, and all of a sudden. Mark comes in and just is showering beer over everybody. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, these guys are wild. So, yeah, that was my first taste of uh, the JD Racing bunch there. Yeah, and believe it or not, we've reeled it in quite a bit in the last, I don't know, six months because we there's a handful of races there where we were drinking to like four or five in the morning and then we go to the track at eight and do that for like three days. And <laughs> it wasn't working. So, yeah. we stopped doing that. Performance like, suffering. Down on this <laughs> we we still put down our radio just to keep up. <laughs> yeah. So with you traveling out west, I I assume that probably helps the Franks because he's based out of California, right, Frank? Yeah, no, Frank. He he's based out of California. He supports all the SRL races, so he'll show up to the track with a a full twenty four foot trailer just stacked full of stuff. Um, wow. So it helps to go out there and get support from him. Um, I can pick up stuff if I need to out there, kind of save on shipping, that kind of stuff. And just kind of BS with Frank. You know, he's a good guy. And I don't know if many people out in Colorado have talked to him because he's only been out here once or twice, I think. Um, but, yeah, he's a great guy. And, and um, he helps out a lot. And he's doing the, the way he structured this deal with me and Brian. You know, it's pretty generous to us. So, um, yeah, he's just trying to help out racers, kind of make sure everyone's got what they need at the track and that kind of thing, make sure everyone has a successful weekend right yeah it's it's a game changer for sure yeah well firsthand having the frank's radios and all the setups and stuff we've been very pleased with all the products that we've gotten from uh, you and brian so yeah for all of you out there if you want to hit up frank's and get some new equipment daryl and daryl and brian specifically daryl you know brian yeah screw brian that one guy, he's, he's old news yeah. he didn't even know who daryl was but like last week he goes i need to renegotiate my deal with you man like this just you're making too much like, Sorry, <laughs> just like me more well it's funny because when, when we go you know when jake and jordan are racing we'll see you just carrying parts over to people's pits and i'm like hey there he goes again yeah good it. move good move <laughs> So what's on the docket for you guys for the rest of the season as far as uh, being a part of uh, good old Jexco here? Uh, yeah, so with Jace, um, we're obviously doing this week at Nerwindale. Um, we're renting Jeremy Doss's car, so we'll see how that goes. Um, it's basically identical car to what Jace has, just different programs. So um, hopefully that goes well. Um, and then after that, all we have on the schedule as of now is the Derby preview. Um, it's the week before Thanksgiving. 
and then uh, the snowball derby. So snowball. pretty light schedule as of now. That could that could change after Wild. Windale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, awesome. Getting the car set up for each one of those is a is a task and a half in itself. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you know, and we've got a great crew with the, the JDR team. You know, Mark, Jace, Rich, um, and Jim, they all spend a bunch of time every Tuesday and Thursday night there at the shop. Um, they're up in Berthet, so I, I really don't go to the shop oh, that much. Wow. Um, but, yeah, those guys, they, they bust their butts to get the cars ready, and I just get to show up on, on race day and catch a flight and catch have a good time. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> Way to be. Shit, I'd like to do that, just show up to the race. All right, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great time. So touching back on your racing career here a little bit, give us some of the, what, what's one of your most memorable mem memories, like wins or, you know, a wreck or something like, you know, like what, what, what can you walk away with? Like, this is one of the highlights of my career. Breaking his neck in the quarter midget. Duh, he already said <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> but yeah, luckily since then, I haven't had too many bad wrecks. Um, I've kept stuff pretty clean for the most part. Um, but as far as wins goes, there's, there's two that come to mind. My first, or one of them is the first CNS win that I got in the legends, you know, that's pretty hard to do there. It took me six or seven years to get that. And then once I did, I, I kind of went on a roll and got five or six more and ended up winning a championship there. So that, that first one at CNS was special just because it took a lot of time to get a lot of testing, a lot of practice, a lot of setups. Um, and I got to thank my dad for that as well. Cause he spent a lot of time just trying to get my stuff right. And his program kind of sat on the back burner for that. Um, and then the second one was, uh, like I said, I did that super late model deal. Um, I ran the chili Willie, and, uh, when we were doing that, Jace was actually my crew chief for the weekend. Nick Cooper was my spotter and, uh, ended up getting lucky and, and winning one of the prelim nights and coming to the line, Preston was dooring me. And like, there's a lot of luck because with the, there was like 15 to go, we got a yellow Preston went to the back and then he came to the front <laughs> 15 laps, but, Jeez. but to still Jeez. <laughs> To beat Preston, and I wasn't in the best of stuff, but to beat Preston was pretty cool. Um, especially like like I said, he was door banging me coming to the line, so that was a cool experience. So, so yeah, those two wins are the ones that that stand out in my career. Did you guys yeah. ever? I was gonna say, did you guys ever make a run out to Charlotte at all in the Legend Car? Uh, I did not. We always talked about it, but it's just it's so far, and then they just tear up so much stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's understandable. It's, yeah, so they tear up a bunch of stuff. It's no different than going to Legends Nationals. We were dumb enough to do that for five or six years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got lucky. The question I was going to ask is, have you ever done the, the Legend Nationals? Yeah, we've done that, like I said, five or six times. I think two or three of them were in Vegas, but then we went out to uh, the Waterford Speed Bowl up in Connecticut, um, Anderson in South Carolina. Um, we went to Inverness, Florida for the Winter Nationals one time. So we've been to a bunch of different events around the country in those and had a good time. And um Vegas, I still hate, even though we go to go there all the time. But it's just, I, I hate that place. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a challenging track. That's, I mean, obviously, I never did it in real life, but Jake and I raced on iRacing a couple weeks back on that. It's just once you get in the groove, I don't know if it's like that in real life. Once you get in the groove and manage the pedals, you're fine. But to get in that groove, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's there's there's one line there, and if you miss it by a foot, you're just out to lunch. So it's 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 tough. Yeah, <laughs> I still yeah. remember Jace went there three four years ago for nationals, and I was running top five, had a good car that year, and he was struggling his ass off. And Jim, his car owner, sitting there watching him, and I'm I'm just over there. It's just me and my dad, and Jace is over there throwing the kitchen sink at the thing and can't get out of his own way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is, is Jace watching tonight? Do you know? 
I think they're at shop night tonight, unfortunately. So I, man. I don't know if we're going to Oh, man, soon. they could set up the phone on a Bluetooth Come speaker. Come on, Jace. <laughs> no luck. I'll just shower him with some beer next time. Or maybe some white heart so it's all sticky. I was talking I was talking to Mark a couple weeks back, and he said he was for sure, surefire, going to be wa- watching on this episode. So It might be just being quiet. But, yeah, I think yeah. Our, our team owner, he built a new shop here, and it got done here three weeks ago. So he's in the process of trying to get stuff put away in that one and ah. get stuff to where we can work on cars for the Derby. So Right. That's right. right. I was say, were you a part of that whole moving process? I saw some of those pictures of uh, how you guys are all moving stuff. That was uh, <laughs> quite the moving parade. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I missed that night. I went up a couple different nights. Um, just when I had free time to go help Jim. But yeah, I missed the night where they were doing it all on the flatbed. And I asked about that. They said stuff was falling off left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look like they had many tie downs on the line. Yeah, the stuff. Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, no, glad glad I wasn't there for that night. At least. Right. Just marking his boot over top the flatbed, laying on everything. <laughs> Go floor. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's uh, what's I guess like a day in the life of Daryl Stewart outside of the track? Like, do you have a job? Do you go to school? What's what's kind of your your mo? Uh, so yeah, I'm an accountant, not not anything oh. exciting. So I, I work on private equity funds. So I sit in this chair all day and just move rich people's money around and account for it and that kind of thing. So you and Jake um, can yeah. relate. Yeah, yep. uh, he moves a lot more money than I probably do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous, <laughs> but, but awesome. yeah, just I do that during the day, and then I'll get off and I'll work in the garage. Like I said, we maintain a couple legend cars. Uh, Brianna Bruce is one of them um, that we're working on right now. They they have two cars that we've been putting a lot of time in because they they're trying to get stuff where it needs to be. So I've been working on all that, and so I'll, I'll work during the day, do a couple hours at night, and if I'm not doing that, I'll go over and help Crystal on her truck, or go up north and help. Jace with the super late or it's just pretty much work all day and then get off and go work on race cars for somebody. You're a busy guy. Holy crap. (laughs) If I worked one day in accounting, I'd be like, I need a month off because that's too much going on up here. (laughs) Oh yeah. I get almost nothing done on Mondays when we come back from race trips because we get no sleep. I'm hungover and (laughs) (laughs) not a good time. Just don't even ask me. Yeah. Don't ask me to do anything. (laughs) That's awesome. So, I, I know I, I, you still I race, correct? Uh, I haven't. Not lately. Not lately, but you you have. So uh, with I racing, what's kind of your favorite car and favorite track to run with I racing? Uh, I racing. I don't know about track. Um, I like the short tracks. I really don't have much of a preference on those, but I love the super stocks on those things. Um, Legends I hate, as ironic as that is, because they're just so twitchy and hard to drive on on iRacing. But, yeah, I love the super stocks. You can just go out there and wheel it and beat and bang and don't have to worry about the tires wearing out, really. So, yeah, it's a good time, especially when you get Jason, Mark, and, and you guys on there and just go out there and have some fun racing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Bangdors. Well, not me, because when you guys are on in the server, there's no chance. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing good to run top ten. Yeah, we're, we're battling for, like, sixth and seventh. Where you guys are all battling first, second, and third within, like, tenth of each other <laughs> yeah that's i always what? laugh because there's a bunch of guys that always take our our little winter league super serious you know and me and mark and jace will hop on there jace will be like a 12 pack in before he even starts and then mark <laughs> mark's sipping on his captain and we're just out there having a good time <laughs> oh man well you had the bird's eye view to that uh stp holiday 100 that we had you were right there on their bumper yeah, no, that was a good race. I was hoping those two would just wipe each other out and that could take yeah, a win. Take a win Thought yeah. for sure it was going to happen. That was I, awesome. I was waiting for it. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. 
So yeah. are you going to jump back on there when uh, kind of the – well, I guess the racing season never ends for you guys going all the way through, you know, December, but – yeah, no, as we get into, like, when CNS season ends, it slows down a lot because I don't have Legends going. I don't have the weekly stuff at CNS, so it slows down a lot. I'll hop back on, and we'll we'll have some fun during the winter when we can and just, like I said, race when we can and have, have a good time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Did you guys ever get into or did you ever want to get into the dirt scene at all? Uh, I've wanted to. Um, obviously, with the Legends – we're pretty limited on that as far as the West Coast stuff. They do it a bunch Midwest, out East kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always wanted to do it. I've always, we've always talked about getting just like a, 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 a bomber or something like that and doing the winter series. Just never have. It's something I've always wanted to do. Jace did the the dwarfs for a while and said like, you would have a blast. And there's another legend guy we raced with that says same thing. So that might be something I look to at some point, but right now I just don't have time to be doing that. And I'm making decent money working on other people's stuff. So I'll, keep doing that while I can. Right. Yeah. And exactly. still enjoying it, you know, so like yeah. said, just being around race cars, doesn't matter how you're doing it and you get paid. And yeah, you know, exactly. You just got to yeah, switch that's... your drink. You got to switch your drink of choice. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so recreationally outside of racing and accounting and sitting in your office there, what, what do you like to do? Skiing? Do you like uh, snowboarding? You a snowboarder? You know, kind of what, what are the things that you do outside of racing to kind of relax or, you know, Netflix and chill in your uh, bed drinking beer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. Um, I love hanging out with Jason Mark outside the track. You know, we go up there and we have a, a group of friends up in the Greeley area called Scooter Gang. So we'll rip our little scooters around town and have a good time doing that. And, nice. Um, just stuff like that. I haven't had a time during the winters to really get into skiing or snowboarding or anything like that. No, no. Even before I got into helping people, we'd run winter nationals in February and, and like nationals are in November, December ish. So it's never been much of an off season for a while now. So I haven't gotten into the winter stuff, but yeah, just like hanging out and taking a day off when I can and, and um, hanging out with those guys. is just drink awesome a beer and ride scooters. Nothing hey. wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. are, are the scooters souped up? I imagine if it's with you guys popping wheels. Uh, no, they're just. Man. They're just little electric scooters, and honestly, half oh. of them are broken down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can only imagine Jace and Daryl and Mark and them racing the little Vespas in the middle of Greeley drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. awesome. They're just the little e-scooters, and I, I ended up wrecking them most of the time. Like, Lori, Mark's wife, got all pissed at me because I borrowed her one night, and then it came back without a fender on it, and the handlebars were all bad. I was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh man! Yeah, oh, that's always great. a good time with those guys. So uh, when we were, uh, you know, interviewing Chris Eggleston and like a couple of like Jace Hansen, those guys, they ran, you know, especially with Legends, because a lot of well-known names in the Cup Series and even under the Cup Series started in Legends. So did you ever run with like the um, Daniel Hemricks and the Justin Haley type of crowd when you were running at Nationals and such? Uh, yeah, so there's a handful of guys that I've raced with and, you know, been beating bumpers with. You know, Noah Gregson, I raced against him at Nationals. That was probably seven, eight years ago now and raced him pretty hard for a while in the race of champions. Uh, Sammy Smith raced against wow. him a lot. Um, you know, we went up to Minnesota a handful of times, raced him at Elko and the Dells and all those tracks up in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other guys, Christian Eckes, um, and there's a lot of big name super late model guys that have run with them um, as well. You know, Corey Heim. Just a bunch of names. A lot of people come through the Legend Series, and when you travel, right. especially out east, you get a race with them. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of those guys that I've gotten to run against. And, um, like I said, Sammy Smith and Noah, those are two that I've actually, like, raced hard with and 
had a good time racing with them and now they're up in the, the cup and Xfinity levels and, and doing well and, and all that. Yeah. Did you does it, like talk to him after the race? I, I know there's mixed uh, emotions on Noah Gregson, but I personally like him, but uh, he's a race against him. Yeah. He's a personality. I mean, when I raced <laughs> against him and, and legends forever ago, you know, he was 14, 15, whatever it was. And he was kind of a, a spoiled kid and he's outgrown that a little bit, but he's just an outgoing personality. Him and Jason Taylor, Jason's wife, they have a, a kind of a relationship with him. And Noel kind of hit on Taylor a little bit. And Jason's is like, well, you better go marry him. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. At, the, at the Derby, <laughs> like he was hanging out in our pit a lot. And it was, he's not my favorite, but he's, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. So that yeah. explains him trying to grow a mullet every once in a while. Yeah. He's trying to look like Noel. <laughs> trying to be like Jay's. Yeah. <laughs> Must be doing all right if she's yeah. on an NASCAR driver. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, but yeah, it's funny. Jace will always talk about like Noah will win a race or something and be like, oh, Taylor's all excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, now I can't think of Noah the same because he's hitting on everybody's wives. <laughs> well, it's funny because I I uh, we went to Daytona this year and I talked to him for probably a good half hour. They were at the Chevy booth and we were just chatting and we talked about this podcast and he, you know, seemed all into it. He's like, yeah, man, let, like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then I actually messaged him and he just like burnt out. I'm like, man, you had me for a fool. I thought we had something going here and you know, you're my kind of people and with the mullets and everything like that. And then you just, oh, dude, now you just no time for the little Jason's guy. Wife and be like, oh, well, yeah, now I can message him and be like, Hey, you know, Jace Hanson and Taylor Hanson. All right. Let's yeah. Have Taylor show, buddy. Yeah, have Taylor message him, and he'll be right on. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm going to message Jace right after this. Get Noah on here. <laughs> oh, That's well, should we do some? Give me some loving, boys. I say what, so. See what the yeah. fans got for Daryl. Daryl, you, you you know how this works, right? Is there? All right, and it. you've seen the movie Days of Thunder, right? It's been a while, but yeah, I have seen it. Okay, <laughs> we, have, we ask every guest That's because if net, you don't, That's your net, net, next Netflix movie. There you go. There you, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> Saturday or no, he's 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 at the track Saturday, so yeah. Sunday night, Netflix in bed, watching Days of Thunder. Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cue it up. People in the crowd. Oh, is that uh is that Blaine or Blair saying he's hit on Jace Hansen as yes. well? Yes. <laughs> All right. Popular. <laughs> Apparently. All right, Scotty. I know you're usually up for the challenge. What you got for Mr. Daryl? Or or Mark? I don't even see Mark on here. What the heck? He's Mark? playing some damn ghost Ooh, game. Weird game. Jeez. All right, there we go. Jake, lead us off. All right, this is from our good buddy, Mr. Bryce Holcomb. Are you excited for Irwindale and the Snowball Derby? Irwindale, I'm indifferent about it. You know, we've been out there five, six times. Um, we're running someone else's stuff, so it'll be not our typical kind of relaxed weekend. You know, we will be, we'll be working harder than normal. Um, it'll still be fun. You know, I enjoy Irwindale. It's an awesome track, awesome racing. Um, and then 
watching from the spotter stand, it's like a mile in the air. So you get a great view of the racing and, and spotting for Holly out there. It'll be a good time too. Uh, the Derby I'm really excited for. That was a blast last year. Um, it's just, I was telling these guys before the show, like it's just a, an insane atmosphere. You know, you, you get through Thursday, Friday, you know, the practice days and you get to Saturday and Sunday when it actually counts, you know, last year we raced our way into the race and that was awesome. And just, Very it's a awesome. cool experience. I'm looking forward to it again. Um, and last year we stayed two days after the Derby and just hung out and had a good time in Florida. So that'll be a good time as well again. So, so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, glad we didn't go there all summer like we did last year when it was 90 degrees and ridiculously humid. <laughs> that was miserable. Yeah, nice. But yeah, the, the Derby will be a good time. So, so on that, go ahead, Jake. I would say with you guys winning that uh, last chance race, what were you kind of feeling? Because I know Jace was probably like super excited and everything. So what was your kind of feelings spotting for him in that situation and, and helping him get there? Yeah, so that race, I actually wasn't spotting at that point in time. It was uh, Jonathan Platt with Clear Lowest Communications. He was spotting for, okay. for Jace at the Derby. Um, I was still doing tires for Jace and, you know, just watching him. Like, Those are my tires. Those are my tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it was it was exciting, you know, watching the whole race. We were nervous. I think we had, uh, I think it was Carson Hosovar just on our bumper pretty much the whole race. He was within a car length or two most of the race, just trailing us. And But, yeah, to come across the line first, even though it was just the last chance, was awesome because we raced our way into the Derby our first try. And, you know, Carson, he's been there five times, and that was the first year he made the Derby. So for us to do it our first try, it was just That's insane awesome. for us. Bad part about that was right after we finished the B main, as I had to go size four sets of tires for the next day, and it was like oh. that already. Mm, so yeah, geez. I was over there. It was a late night in the tire barn. Luckily, the Hoosier guys they were grilling up some steak and had some beers for us, so they they fed us and, and gave us some drinks and made it somewhat tolerable. But yeah, it's just a scramble at the last minute to get four sets of tires ready and get ready for for Sunday. So you're, you're gonna tell Jace to yeah. So are you gonna are <laughs> yeah. you gonna tell Jace to skip the LC and just uh, race his way into the main so you don't have to work as much? Well, yeah, one of these days to learn how to qualify so we don't have to uh, <laughs> run those LCQs or start 17th. I, I think he's starting to get it. You know, he's had a quick time at the SRL and he's qualified well the last few races. So I think we'll be pretty good this year as long as he figures out the track at that uh, Derby preview race and we got all our stuff in in line like we normally do. Absolutely. Nice. All right. We'll go to uh, Mark Bremkamp. Take it away, George. Uh, all right. This, yeah, this is from Marky. Are you looking forward to the iRacing season over the winter? Because he wasn't paying uh, yeah. attention earlier. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, no. Slaying fools on his computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely looking forward to having some fun with all the, the Colorado guys on that again. Um, I don't know if we're doing the, the scrub and tires rate league or the RMLRA league or what we're doing, but we'll, we'll show up. Yeah. We'll show up regardless and just have a good time and see if I can't keep from wrecking people like I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to put a rule in there that you got to drink like a beer a lap while driving or something like Thank that, you. just to make it a little more interesting. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the, uh, the other night, I can't remember which race it was. Uh, um, Kyle Morse's shifter broke going into turn two. So he had to race the whole race holding his shifter in place or else it would pop out of gear. So if he can do it, then, you know, we can uh, drink beer during the race as well. There so. you go. <laughs> yeah, that's for Jace's 30th birthday. We all thought we were being nice. We bought him a uh, all the, the nice Simtech stuff. So we spent, between like five of us, we spent like two or three grand on all the nice iRacing stuff for him. And we thought we were doing him a favor and then he gets it all set up and the shifter won't stay in place and like the wheels like too like twisting his chassis and we're oh. like sorry man. 
thought we were doing That's you a awesome. favor. <laughs> Happy birthday. Whoops. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, uh, all right. Who we got next? Uh, Scott, I don't know if the uh, ski story... I'm going to, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> oh, from player. I'm not going to bring that one up there. Uh, let's see. Bryce McCone, uh, Holcomb, excuse me again. Uh, he wants to know, do you guys know anyone who wants some videos and photos done at Derby willing to skip school? Don't tell my mom. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we were actually talking about this the other day. I brought it up to Jason Mark, um, and thought it would be a cool deal because we're looking for, for sponsorship for that team you know there, there's no one sponsoring mm -hmm. we have napa auto parts and uh um shoot i'm gonna forget the other company but um there's a they sponsor us nitrogen um but yeah we only have two little sponsors honestly that would help with getting sponsorship along deal especially with the yeah. stuff you've been doing for chris you know that i i enjoy watching that stuff um especially watching the rear bumper cam off of the the legend stuff when i was beating his yeah, back yeah. bumper off this last weekend <laughs> for two laps right um yeah, we were talking about that. If you want to message uh, me or, or Mark or Jace privately, we could, that's something we could talk about because it'll it'll go a long way. Or Look at that. Bryce making even. moves. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Jake, back to you. All right, Mr. Marky Wee Man taking a break from his ghost hunting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I saw one. laughs> what are your thoughts on the new pay, uh, point bank system we are trying out? Have you he's seen that, I guess? Yeah, he's uh, referring to iRacing. Yes. Yeah. So I, I obviously didn't race this last race, but I saw the point bank system. Um, I think it's a good idea having like a, a incident point bank you can use throughout the season. I didn't know really where you got this beginning, like balance from because some guys had more points than others. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, I think it's a good idea to try to help kind of clean up the league and, and keep guys from running into 20,000 things every race. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can explain that cause I helped uh, made the system. So if you skip a race, you automatically get deducted 10 points. So you can't just go into the later races and just have 5,000 points to wreck everybody. So, yeah. And then if yep. you uh, have incurred penalties, you'll get deducted and stuff. But, yeah, good question, Mark. Yeah, no, we definitely need to do something to clean up our, our winter leagues. It, there, there are some races where it's just ridiculous or you're running right. 100 laps under caution. Yeah. yeah, agreed with that. All right, Jordan. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, I have a, I have a text message question from a fan. Oh, so okay. this was, uh, this is actually from my mom. She says being around different tracks and, and what would you say for improvements or suggestions for Colorado national speedway? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hold back. You need the box. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's like, certainly a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was you, gonna you say, go like, what are what are the things that you've seen? Obviously, to been on the, the major scale of seeing like how the things are run versus like you know, what what would you like to see happen, in certain areas? Yeah, no, yeah, no we're, I mean, with the super late model stuff we're doing with Jace um, and Cody to some extent because he does some CRA stuff as well. Um, but going to all these different races, whether it's SRL or the Southern Super Series stuff at Montgomery and, and Five Flags, you know they. They run a tight show, you know, they put out a schedule beforehand. Um, they say this is when stuff's happening. Um, and it happens at that time, regardless of what's going on, you know, whereas CNS, you know, you'll show up expecting one feature. And then at the pit meeting, it's like, oh, hey, we're running doubles. And, you know, you're going to you're going to run at 10 o'clock instead of eight o'clock. whatever. <laughs> right. So right. it's just that's one part of it. You know, the SRL, they're really good about actually running the race. You know, uh, Ricky Brooks is on race control the entire time. 
Um, he's saying, you know, oh, eight, stop using your bumper. Oh, eight, stop using your bumper. And I'm telling him, like, move him. But yeah, no, Ricky's good about keeping stuff clean. You know, if you if you hit a guy more than once, whether it's hitting it with a bumper or door number, whatever, like you'll get a warning. Um, their starts are super clean um, with how they operate those. Um, and then like the Southern Super Series stuff, it's just the behind the scenes operations. So, like obviously I did tires for Jace all last summer doing that. Um, the way they run the program there is super clean. Like they, they draw pills for when you pick your tires, they call your number, you have five minutes to pick your tires. You go and measure them out of the barn. And then you get out of the tire barn and you go mount them up on your own. So it's right. super clean program, super tight. Um, everything's going to a program kind of thing. Um, and then even with like the legend stuff, you know, we've been to a lot of races around the country and, you know, they have tap out rules and shoes rules and stuff that could be put in place, you know, to kind of make the racing better. You know, the tap out rule, I love it up in Wisconsin because almost all the tracks do it up there. If you, if you dump a guy and you know, you dumped a guy, you just, you tap on your roof going by the flag stand, they send you to the back and that guy gets their spot back, you know? So it's right. kind of a, a, a gentleman's agreement and it ends up working out really well. And there's a couple times where that would have come in handy at CNS for me. So a couple times it would have hosed me at CNS, you know, it's right. <laughs> you get both sides of it, but it's, it's, right. it's, it makes the re racing cleaner. Cause if a guy doesn't do it, you know, then, well, he's, he's not playing by the rules kind of thing. So you right. don't have to hold back. Um, yeah i was gonna say you can definitely <laughs> give him the bumper at that point <laughs> yeah man i i've never heard of that rule before yeah. that'd be well, interesting it, to implement yeah that is something interesting because then you build character for yourself that you're an honest driver you're hey you know what i screwed up send me to the back you know like that just that just helps you with the the respect around the track more or less yeah exactly yeah no and i got done yeah, and I got dumped by Sammy, or was it Sammy? I don't know. It might have been Sammy. It might have been a kid named Austin Jar. But either way, I got dumped up there at Elko one night, and I was expecting to go to the back. So, you know, I was the caution, and come to find out, there's a tap out rule. So I got my spot back, and and he went to the back, and it was, it was I went out after, or I went over after. I was like, hey, thanks for, for doing that. Like, you didn't have to. He goes, oh, that's just how we race up here. You know, everybody, awesome. they kind of watch out for each other, and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, Jim's listening. There's another idea. Yeah. Well, like he did a couple of weeks ago at the, you know, with the legends and the everything else that ran, he was like, "What can we do to make better?" Like, shoot, that would have been something like, "Hey, tap out rule." Yeah. You know, the, the, the choose rule is one I would love, especially for the legends, because they're they're a bottom feeder series. So like, you're on the top line, you get screwed. And I, I was running fourth there with, I don't know, we had a yellow with like seven to go, and ended up get shuffled back to eighth and. Another yellow came out and I was seventh, and that's where the race ended. So it's like, yeah. well, if I could have chose the bottom, probably would have been better off. But yeah. you know, just yeah, live and been, die by the, the cautions. Yeah. That's been talked about many a times on this uh on this show. It's good insight. Good question. Nice. Uh going back to Jordan, we'll give you a double here from Scotty. Okay. This yeah, this comes from Scott. What's the best moment you've ever you ever used a hand gesture to tell someone they're number one? <laughs> huh? There, there's been a couple. The one that comes to mind, we were at a uh, nationals for legends and they have this, this race called the race of champions. It's so you have a Thursday that's practice Friday, you run heat races. And then at the end of the night, they have race of champions. So it's all your state champions, prior national winners, um, that yeah. kind of stuff. And most guys just kind of use it as a practice session. It, it it's the race is just for bragging rights essentially. So it's right. Uh, that's all I ever use it for as a practice session. And, that was that year that I was talking about earlier where I had, I had a really good car. Um, 
and we were out at the bull ring and I was just out there trying to practice. And I got this, this guy from Georgia and he's racing me tooth and nail for second place in this race. I was like, man, I'm just out here trying to, to learn what my car is doing. <laughs> and so like, he won't leave me alone. Like I, I pass him. He's like on my bumper moving me. I try to back out to get away from him, catch him again. He's just racing me tooth and nail. So after the race, I just gave him a little nudge and gave him the, the number one out the window and <laughs> he was not having it. And I went over after him. I was like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Like we're racing for second. We're not even racing for the win. We're like, right. We're half straight away back just using each other up in this race. That means nothing. And yeah. he's like, well, when you put it that way, it's like, man, <laughs> we not realize that before the race or <laughs> what, what, what point was for that? Did you not realize this? Yeah. Like, see, it's just, yeah, I'm just out there trying to learn, and he's going to the nail. I was just getting frustrated and frustrated, and it's like, man, this is just dumb. Right. Mom told me this was the big money race. What? <laughs> I didn't read the schedule. Oh my God. All right. Uh, back to Mark Bremkamp. What are your thoughts about an officials race at CNS? I think that'd be pretty entertaining to say the least. I, I, I mean, I scan you guys during race day. So I hear Greg and, and you and Ray and whoever else just kind of bickering all, all day. And I think there'd be some uh, pent up aggression that gets let out during that. I, would, <laughs> I think they still have great. those little, yeah, I think there's still those little crown vicks sitting behind turn three and four that they could whip out. And yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Just beat each other up for a while. Just you make know, it a demo. Put some tires on it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Make it a demo <laughs> derby instead. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. I want to see them go off the uh, demo cross track. Go I was, oh, was going to say, you could have some really good fun with that. You could make them, you know, you have to go out through turn three and four, go off the jump, back around, through turn one and two, down the back straight. You Do know a what figure I mean? eight, go, yeah, into yeah. three four. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, back to you. All right, uh, Mr. Bryce Holcomb again. Do you plan on racing your own legends at CNS or uh, even surrounding tracks? Okay. Probably not. I mean, I sold my legend earlier this year, um, actually to Jeremy Doss, the guy we're running the super late model from. Um, he's been running it to one of his customers out in California all year. Um, and I just, like I said, I haven't been having fun in the legend since that Hoosier tire came out. So I got out of it and I don't want to spend 20 grand just to go out there and be frustrated again. So um, I'll, I probably won't buy anything um, in the near future. I almost bought a mod at the beginning of the year and kind of glad I didn't at this point. Uh -oh. <laughs> what? Why? No. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> we could have used. And we're gonna go are to commercial not, break. Are you not loving <laughs> yeah. on the mods or what? No, it's just I, I, I'm a anybody that knows me knows I'm a tight wad, and so I just I don't have any interest in spending money on race cars because, as you guys know, they're they're expensive. Yeah. Well, they what if somebody like, said, "Hey, would you like to come drive our mod?" Oh, sure, I'll drive anything. You know, <laughs> if somebody's got a seat, I'll drive it. And the mods, honestly, they're something I've always kind of wanted to drive because they're big motor, small tires. So you actually have to to wheel the thing. It's not like super late where the car does 80% of the work. Right. So it's, it's something I've had interest in driving. It's just, I don't want to spend the money. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm cheap. <laughs> hey, any day you want to go turn some hot laps. You just let us know. Yeah. Might have to take you up on that. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll fit in his car. Mine might not so much. Yeah, his, his, <laughs> little, his little, yeah, it got some extra room. Let's put it yeah. that way. <laughs> room for activities. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, if, if you don't like spending money, you could get in the outlaw carts as well. Come run with me. <laughs> uh, Trying to grow yeah, that too. I, Kyle Clegg said he was going to do it, and he hasn't. Just throwing that out there. Well, he's also got a son that's oh. uh, possibly could run on things too. So yeah, I know, and his son will come out there and whoop everybody's ass, probably. So I should yeah. shut up while I'm ahead. 
All right. Uh, I believe that was it for Is getting it? some love and any, any final comments, anybody? Well, I got a, I got a question for you. So besides the mods, now that we've heard that you uh, kind of wanted to get the mod, what, what car truck vehicle in general, any series, is something that you would, especially if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to come drive it for the weekend?" What's what's one car, or truck, or anything that you would love to just at least go take ten laps in? Uh, probably either a supermod or a, a sprint car. You know, I, I'd never want to race one of them because they're just they're going way too fast to be open wheel cars hauling by each other that fast. But I'd love to just go wheel one and see what it's like. Cause, mm -hmm. You know, I got in the super late and like that power just kind of blew me away at first and it took a little bit to get used to. I was like, man. Wonder, wonder what those guys are feeling in the sea. Like oh, the G's yeah. they're pulling and all that. It's just got to be insane. So I'd want to do that at one yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I apologize, Mr. Sanders. I completely uh, walked over your uh, question for Daryl. Is spotting easier or harder than it seems? It, it depends. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the driver and then the, the series as well. So like the legends there, the probably the hardest class to spot for because you can say clear by three out back like get down and then the hole's filled before you know it so it's it's tough to spot for they're just they're darting all over the place there's lots of cars lots of stuff going on um and then the super lates um like i found like it just depends on the driver like jace he's super smooth super consistent like it's easy to spot for him because i know what he's going to do um and like i can clear him before he's clear because i just i know what he's going to do behind the wheel and it's pretty easy and then like colton I went out and spotted for him here a month ago and like I told him after this, so like I did a bad job spotting for you. Like I called a bad race because I was just kind of expecting those same tendencies. Obviously we didn't wreck or nothing, but it's just, I didn't get, do as good as I could have for him uh, with what I was calling. But then at the same time, you have like Dempster, I helped him get his first win at CNS this year spotting and yeah. he just, oh, he I didn't know you were spotting for him. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I spot for all sorts of people, whoever's willing to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I spotted for Dempster when he got his first win there, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so ago. Um, and he's like, I like how you were calm. I liked how you were giving me lap times every lap. And just so, it, like I said, it depends on the driver, depends on the series and just how aggressive it is. Um, you know, Irwindale is a tougher track than CNS to spot for. You have three lanes that you can run in, whereas CNS, it's mostly a one group track. So it's just a lot of variables in it. But um, it's as a racer, it's not too hard to pick up. I think as somebody who's never raced before, it's probably tougher to pick up. But you know, as a driver, you know, kind of what the driver wants to hear, what the the runs and stuff are going to look like, so you can help them out a little more. Right. Spot on. All right, George, we'll take a couple more here. All right. Um, Blair Cooper. Blair. Blair, this is from Blair. Okay. Do you enjoy short tracks or three-eighths and bigger? Side note, did DeVry University frame that diploma before they gave it to you? <laughs> uh, so, first of all, that's you, dog. <laughs> Ooh. I was say, that looks like black and gold hanging yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gotta love but, it. But yeah, for the tracks, I enjoy, enjoy short tracks all day long. You know, Cheyenne, I don't know if you, any of you guys have raced up there, but it's worn out, little quarter mile. You know, you got to work the, the throttle pedal a lot. Um, it's The driver is 90% of your car up there, whereas the 3 eighths setup is 90% of your car there. So like yeah. CNS it's i mean driver plays a part don't get me wrong in the legends specifically like for for mods super late cns is a small track but for legends it's a big track so your setup is 90 percent of your speed and you just have to know the right people that have the right knowledge and just have your car right to win out there so it's it's not so much in the driver's hands it's how good is your shop program and all that so i, I don't like that aspect of it because 
you know, I, legends for me, it's just about there going out there and having fun. You know, I want to win races, but I'm not going to spend 20 hours in the shop every week. Like on my car, I'd spend, I don't know, two, three hours setting it up and then an hour cleaning it. You know, it's, I, I didn't spend a crazy amount of time on it. And, you know, Danny and Chris, I'm not going to say Chris spends a ton of time on it, but they do spend more time on it. It's just not something I want to do. Super late's it's a different story, but yeah, for, for the legends at least, cause that's what I've raced a lot. I, I love the short tracks cause it's just in the driver's hands at that point. Yeah, absolutely. All right. One last one, uh, from Scotty Bremkamp and Bremkamp, excuse me. And I'll uh, throw it to Jake. All right. Uh, worst possible thing to eat on race day. Oh boy. Uh, that's an easy one. It's Jack in the box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went out oh to, yeah, we went out to Kern. It was like my second or third race with Jace. We were out in Bakersfield and we stopped at Jack in the box on the way to the track and we get there, we're doing our thing, you know, we're about an hour or two into size and tires for the weekend. And I just, we get to this point, I tell Mark, it's like, I need a second. Like, just let me cool down for a second. It was like 90 degrees. We're on the concrete. I was like, just let me cool down. And he goes, you just turned ghost white and then you disappeared. And then I came back and they, they have all these sheds there. And I went into one of those and I set my notebook down and then I set my stagger stick down and all that. He goes, I walked in there. I thought you died. Shit was just scattered all over the place. And we were in the corner. <laughs> I was in the corner just cuddled up with a mop bucket, throwing up for like half the day. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Damn it, Jack in the Box. Oh. Yeah, so so don't eat Jack in the Box on race day. Noted. Well, Noted. good tips. Good tips. <laughs> good thing mom's, mom makes homemade burritos. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll give you a, a shout out from your friend Brian Sanders here. Thank you for all you do for me and Frank's Radio uh, Radios of Colorado. Appreciate everything, sir. Nice little comment from mr brian sanders appreciate that um yeah any uh closing thoughts i know you're uh you probably have race cars to go work on i'm sure so uh we won't take too much of your time but any uh shout outs you want to give before we uh let you let you get off for the night yeah i'll shout out jim egley and uh jace for letting me tag along with all their um racing stuff you know that's always a good time like i said we're looking for sponsors for the derby or next year if anybody's interested in doing that i'm sure jim would uh Appreciate having someone else pay for all these trips. Uh, <laughs> but um, then I also got to thank Brent and Keith Reed. They're, that's the legend I ran there last week and let, or appreciate them. Let me hop behind the wheel. Um, appreciate Brian. Let me join in on Frank's radios, Jonathan Platt for the clear low West steel. Um, and then thank my, I guess I'll thank my parents for letting me race cars as long as I did on their dime. So cause had a lot of fun with that. A lot of memories made a lot of cool places. A lot of people met um, all that stuff. So um, I think, that's what I got for uh, shout outs. Absolutely. Right. Well, uh, we, again, we appreciate you taking a, an hour or so of your time on a, on a Tuesday night and great to get to know you. I know we talked, like I said, uh, at the track a little bit, mainly trying to beg for parts when my legend car was uh, broken all the time, but uh, you and your dad are, are good people. And like I said, we, we appreciate that and um, be looking for you at the track and want to hear more stories of the JD racing. Cause I know you guys got a bunch. So, yeah, there's a lot of stories of me getting drunk and doing stupid things. So <laughs> we're all about it. We'll, we'll maybe have a Jason Daryl 2.0. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I'll get get Jim on here too. Let's hear the let's hear everything. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's when got you guys some hot stories. Snowball Derby, we'll have you guys on. Yeah, yeah that, that could be great. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, Daryl, thank you again, um, and uh, we'll see you at the track uh, soon, I'm sure, and we'll uh, follow Jason. That uh that whole deal throughout the winter and uh good luck to you guys thanks yeah thanks for having me and uh we'll see you guys at the track yeah all, all right, right. This weekend. 
Daryl Stewart on the Scrubbing Tires podcast. See you, Daryl. All right. Let's uh, hear from uh, Team Denver Homes, and then we will get into some local stuff. Uh, good to hear from you. that young man. Got a lot of stories, and like I said at the beginning of that, where's uh, where's a lot of caps for a lot of different folks. So good to hear perspectives, um, especially that that question that was asked about going to all these different tracks um, that are the programs are just phenomenal and stuff like that to try to see his recommendations to how, um, <clears throat> you know, the local scene could be pepped up. But anyway, thank you, Daryl Stewart. We're going to hear from Team Denver Homes, and then uh, we're going to get into uh, some rain talk, I guess, if you will. So without further ado. What's going on, Scrub and Tires listeners? This is Michael Ann Goodhart with Team Denver Homes, Remax Professionals. We know the real estate market has been crazy the past couple years, and this year is no different. That is why you need an agent who knows how to navigate this market and properly represent clients with their best interest in mind. Whether you are buying a home or just curious about the local market, I would love to offer my support and services. We are a top team in the greater Denver area that specializes in luxury, luxury home buyers, and investment properties. We will get you we will get up with the right agent for your needs. After all, after all, real estate is real estate is best you can buy. Feel free to reach out to me at any time, any phone call, text, or email. I look forward to connecting with you soon. All right. Um, appreciate the fine ladies at Team Denver Homes. Uh, maybe big news for myself, Team Denver Homes. Keep you in the loop on that. Uh, it's like an understatement. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, big, <laughs> big. Uh, yeah. So keep you posted on that. But uh, yeah, so we'll get into uh, the CNS weekend recap. Obviously, don't uh, have a lot to talk about, right? Because uh, correct me if I'm I'm wrong. They got out there. They thought they were going to push through, and then uh, didn't happen. Mother Nature came through uh, again and washed away everybody's hopes. No pun intended. Right as people were showing up, it just downpoured. Yeah. So I, I just, it's one of those things. I wish they would have pushed it to Sunday. Like especially because of the nature of the event, the Harley ride thing, and I mean, I know it's short notice, but. You know, well, it's I mean, they had drift cars on Sunday, so was know. that what it was? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they had drift cars on Sunday, and I yeah, I don't know. I, you, you run drift <laughs> I don't, cars I don't like have twice them. a year, once twice a year. I, I would rather see local racing, especially this late in the season. You got a lot of po- you yeah. got a lot of points battles going on. I, I would rather see the people that come on a continuous basis, spending a lot of money, a lot of time. Plus the nature of the weekend, you know? Yeah, exactly. You had nine 11 thing going on. You had all oh, these yeah. tribute things going on, you know, like shit, I'd rather, yeah. To your point, I'd rather be watching real racing versus drift mm-hmm. cars. Like there's yeah. I mean, well, there's not, nothing yeah. against cool, drift cars, but yeah, you know. I mean, they're cool, but I mean, that track is built for circle track racing, getting it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, and, and what I was going to say is, uh, you know, I was, we were racing in that um, kind of test, if you will, for the I Rocky Mountain Legends Racing Association on I Racing. And, you know, poor, you know, Kyle Morrison, the late model guys, I think that's three or four times they've been rained out ser- this year. Seriously, yeah. It seems like. Trucks three in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they haven't ran since July. No. Mm-hmm. Like, luckily for us, it's it's been such a weird year. Like, yeah. It's it's seriously like every other race it seems like, and we just so happen. I'm, 
<laughs> forecast is showing beautiful for this weekend. But, you know, again, kidding. you know what I mean? Like we hadn't, we hadn't had one rained out all year. It's just the nature of the beast totally did it. But at the same time, like, yeah, pro trucks haven't raced. Like that's, that's a third of the season, mm-hmm. you know, then, and does anybody know the plan? Are they going to run them into October or? on Sundays or double features or I, I highly doubt I to you, do anything at this point. I bet you they probably throw in a special there and in, yeah, instead, but I don't know if the trucks have one or two it. more races left, but um, if they do anything, it'll probably be the last two races. If they have two to go, uh, yeah. maybe run two specials. But I mean, at this point, what can they do? You know, it's like, right. and it's like Daryl said, they'll make a decision at the track. They won't announce it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah or hopefully, the, hopefully you guys got enough tires because we're running 100 laps tonight. Yeah. yeah. Or at 8 o'clock when they finally put the schedule out for the next day. And then, like, oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah. And nobody's getting tires. You know, we're going to run 100 laps and nobody's going to get any tires. So you might as well oh. just get tear offs. Hashtag make CNS great again. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, like I said, no uh, CNS uh, weekend pre or uh, recap to give you. So uh, I'll throw it to Jake to give you uh, a weekend preview with no rain. One more shot about that too is that was the one race that the CVOR was going to race, and now that they're not True, racing, it's yeah. like they're not going to do anything this year. And that would have been cool to have them come out. I mean, yeah, they do a lot a of year. stuff with the local Colorado stuff, and for them to miss their one race this year. That's that kind of sucks. Speaking right. of that, did you guys see that little special that Channel Seven ran on Lakeside? I didn't. I heard about it. You I didn't, didn't. I didn't watch it though. Go watch it. Because a bunch of those, you can go to Facebook, whatever, and, and a, a bunch yeah. of you guys fans out there, if you haven't seen that special, it's like twenty minutes. Joe Star was in it. Scott Wilson, uh, a bunch of the old, a bunch of the guys from the CBOR are are you know in that. They're highlighted in that in that little uh, awesome. segment. It was awesome to hear about, you know, they show like clips of old Lakeside and stuff like that. It was it was an amazing, well done production by Channel 7. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, but yeah, to your point, Jake, that's like that's the one race they get. And I love seeing those old cars out on that track. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. fun to see, you know, and it's and insane now I don't to me it. when you see those. You're like, how the hell did they oh, do man, what we back did? Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, those Especially guys some of them cars with the tires that big. No, I know, man. Well, That's... No window nets. They were in t-shirts and a little like <laughs> cigarette half, yeah, leather, leather helmets with goggles yeah. on. Yeah. Some of them didn't even wear goggles. They were goggles around in the yeah. car like this. They Good had, the, you know, the not even a five point, just a belt yeah. buckle. Car if that. Raised. Yeah. <laughs> Dodging yeah. down the back yeah. straight away. <laughs> yeah, it sucks that they didn't they didn't get a run there. I yeah. think last year I think they ran twice, if I'm not mistaken. But I think this year is only I scheduled for once. But I don't remember if they did twice. I know they well, at least ran once because we well, were they ran there that one. Intermountain race. Speedway, if I do recall, like mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it just sucks the one track that they can race at in Colorado right. got rained out. So yeah. I don't know. I hope Jim does something. To maybe rectify that situation and get them out there, especially the classes that were supposed to run, maybe get them another race or two. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah. So call Jim. Yeah. Doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> Our hashtag, call me Jim. Yeah. <laughs> we'll shed some optimism call on this, Jake, here. Yes, optimism. I love optimism. It's like I posted yesterday on my Facebook for everybody that's uh, friends with me on Facebook. I uh, kind of want to do something fun. Uh, so this Saturday, September 17th, Longmont Dairy Farm Utter 
Madness. We've got Super Late Models, GAM Special, Pure Stock Special, and the Demo Cross uh, for the GAMs. It is our last race. We are doing the double feature. Uh, and Pure Stock. And Pure Stocks, yep. It is their final night, uh, championship night. So we got two champions to be crowned this week. Uh, and, you know, with, with me being one point ahead of Kyle, uh, yesterday I uh, threw out a little post trying to just throw some fun. You know, it wasn't like a crap, you know, shit talking, excuse my French, or anything. It was just kind of more of a fun kind of like, you know, like hype up a little bit. Like, you know, CNS doesn't do anything like that where like, you know, the week of, you know, like, oh, hey, we got the Gams this weekend. We got a great race coming up. We got, you know, Jake Smith in the lead one point ahead of, you know, like, Try and hype up something a little bit. Try to bring the fans into it so they see that on Facebook. So they kind of get hyped up for the week. Like, hey, let's go watch this race this weekend. So same thing for the Pure Stocks. There's only the a four-point difference between yeah. the Pure Stock guys. So yeah, like, like you got two really good races coming yeah, up. Yeah, you got weekend, important you know? races coming up yeah. this weekend. Yeah. So it's like, you know, do something to kind of hype up the fans, hype up the drivers, you know. So I, I kind of threw up a little fun post yesterday, uh, put me and Kyle Clegg uh on a little picture and did like an, a rocky versus ivan drago kind of thing you know i, kinda, <laughs> I will crush you <laughs> I, I will break you yeah or break you in. I, I mean i, I kind of look more like rocky but i'm taller so i'm more like ivan drago but kind of kyle looks like kind of like an ivan drago like so i mean if, we're he, dies, he, dies. if he dies <laughs> <laughs> well i hope not no yeah. no kyle no. we don't want you to die um, no. yeah. <laughs> just quote but, the movie uh, no i know <laughs> And, uh, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Anyways. Yeah. but yeah, so just kind of throwing some fun out there to at least bring some sort of hype, you know, to this week and, you know, we're excited and, uh, you know, looking forward to it. It kind of sucks that for not only the games, but the pure stocks, it is our last race, um, of the season, at least at CNS. So, uh, should be a fun, fun weekend. Um, looking forward to it. Like I just said, um, also for the super late models, this is, you know, cool that we ran two races with them in a row. Uh, I love watching the super late models. So overall, this weekend is going to be a great night. And for it to be the long, Longmont Dairy Farm Utter Madness, you know, that that's kind of a cool little sponsor to have. <laughs> I won't be chugging milk after the race. It'll be something hey. a little different than milk. But <laughs> either way, it turns out it'll, it'll be a great night. And um, hopefully a lot of you fans out there will come out and support us uh support the pure stocks and the super late models and the democrats don't want to don't want to dog on them uh you know a lot of people put a lot of money into stuff like this so love the support especially late in the season here we want to see some good crowds out there uh, and put on some entertainment for you so uh come out support your local racing um with that uh, i guess we're gonna at least kind of sucks they didn't race this weekend but do a points update for what was supposed to run this weekend so uh i'll go ahead and start off with the pro trucks uh I'll just quickly go over the uh top five right now uh so in fifth place we got the 85 of jeff wallbaum at 187 points uh fourth place is the 50 truck of tyler wiggins at 192 third place is the nine truck of curtis heldenbrand with 224 uh second place the 22 of brian yaki at 228 and your current leader, the seven car of, or excuse me, truck of Adam Dynas with 232. So between first and second, it looks like four points. And between at least first and third, there's what, eight points there. So with uh, at least the double feature, 
left to go. Uh, any one of the top four, technically, but at least the top three, it's going to be a good battle uh, going down to the end of it there. And uh, with the rookie status here, it looks like we got uh, the 90 truck of Chase and Groff at 88 points and uh, the 88 of Mr. Paul Himmler here uh, yeah. at 78 points. So there's a little 10-point battle there uh, with two races to go uh, to sell that. So uh, good luck to you all and good luck to Paul and uh, Chase as you go for the Rookie of the Year honors. But good luck to all the truck drivers as they uh, finish out their season. So I'll throw this over to Brandon for the late models. Yeah, and like I just said, they've had a roller coaster of a season not being able to run since July, and it seems like every time they do run, there's like catastrophe, mm -hmm. like five cars torn up. Um, so, and I, I can probably attest to that, right? Like they don't get to run that much, so everybody's just been chomping at the bit in the race shop for a month and a half, being pissed off, and then they finally get to go out there, and you know everybody's just kind of running hard, but. Nevertheless, um, there's been a couple front runners, won a bunch of races. Um, so your point standings uh, as of the 3rd of September, 5th place, the 6th of Tommy Rowe sits with 191 points. Fourth place as it sits, uh, 15 of Michael Hanna with 233 points. Third place right now is the 31 of Rick Smith with 244 points. And second place right now is the 98 of Lee Kemet with 252. And much like the Gams um, and, and the Pure Stocks, your first place or your points leader rather at, at this current time is the eight of Dan Alma with 253 points. So again, a one point battle between first and second um, for whatever reason, the points have, I mean, not come easy this year and all, it seems like every, every points update is within five points. Um, so it is going to come down to these last races. Hopefully they get some double features, something to, you know, these guys spend a lot of money, especially the, you know, in the higher up classes, these guys spend a lot of money and time, you know, only to get to race four times, five times. Um, so hopefully Mother Nature holds out for the rest of the classes for the rest of the year. Uh, but yeah, tight, tight points battle there could go several different ways. So um, hopefully, like Jake said, CNS will start advertising this a little more and get people out there because there will be even more harder racing when when there's this many points left. So exactly. I'll... Uh, I'll pass it to George for a pure stock point update. All right. So as of uh, the 3rd of September, uh, sitting fifth right now is the 34 of Ronald Johnson with 146. Uh, fourth right now is the number 15 of Brendan Knowles with 152. Third is the 41G of Christopher Galvin with 161. Then your top two, really tight battle here. So you got the number eight of Isaac Alamaswari with 192. So he's got a 31-point lead on third place. Damn, and what do you yeah, right. I'm on my game. That's, that's what I'm telling you. I had to switch beers. Um, then sitting in first right now is the 5C of Mr. Kyle Carrasco with 196. So you got, you got, it's, yeah, it's going to come down to this, these last two races here coming up on Saturday. Um, I mean, watching those two drivers this year, I mean, they just, it's, it's going to be an all out fest between them two. And I, I can't even imagine the battle that'll be going on if those two are up front at any point mm. during any one of those races. So they will be. It'll be a hell of a one to watch. That's for sure. It sucks because usually we're we're in staging right behind, you know, both of them because we got, you know, we got double feature as well. So um, it sucks. We're going to not gonna be able to uh, watch we'll see the a little bit of front straight into turn one. Right. right. At the apex. We lose right. Them, so it's like. Right. It's, 
You don't see what else is going on. I know. I'm like half tempted to just go like roll up in front of everybody. I don't even care. Where <laughs> just like to watch the race a little bit to see what happens, you know? So um, best of luck to those guys this weekend. Yeah. Um, come down to the end here. Uh, the pure stock, you know, race for the championship. It's been a fun season to watch you guys and you guys put on a really good show, just yes. like any one of the divisions out there. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, this weekend is going to be a, an all out weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's for sure. And whoever gets crowned to definitely go down there and shower you with a little bit of Coors light. Just there you go. Get, get it that on. stabbing wagon in victory lane. <laughs> well, except for Isaac. I don't think I'll just say people, Isaac, right? I don't think oh, he's yeah. 21, so I might have to shower him in some uh, apple juice right. or something. Yeah. Mark, Mark's got the apple juice up there. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring the uh, juice box this way. Yeah. There you go. I'll, I'll drink the beer for him. I'll, be like, I'll do it for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Just, Give me your uh, twenty. Give me your wristband. I'll go get the beer. I'll drink it and I'll pour you in water. That's what I'm there talking about. Uh, so there's yeah, good your, luck. Yeah, I was gonna say there's your uh, update for the points as of as it sits right now. Absolutely. Good luck to to everybody running this uh, upcoming weekend and especially games. Good luck to you, uh, gentlemen, and the the pure socks for your end of season. Um, but yeah, we're gonna. Hear from uh, Chuck Smith Jr. and, and Jake uh, Smith here real quick. And then George's going to review the two racetracks in the state of Colorado that didn't get rained out or washed out this weekend uh, for the dirt side of things. And then stay tuned because we have a special guest announcement uh, for two weeks away. So you don't want to miss uh, hearing who we have coming on. It's going to be very interesting. Um, but, yeah, so without further ado, let's hear from Chuck and Jake. And then uh, George will lead us off with the uh, dirt side. You spend countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now, investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him, and his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low-interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. Get them HELOCs. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, I'm you, if you own a home and you don't have a home equity line of credit right now, especially for uh, people that uh, may be going out of town the last couple of races of the year before the end of the year, and, you know, there's a... Big announcement last weekend that uh, Urban Dale start the uh, SRL series next year. Uh, like we talked last week on the podcast, uh, need some extra funds to start the year. Use the equity in your home. I mean, that's the biggest asset you can ever have in your life is your home. So why not use it? True. There you go. Wise words from a banker. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Good man. All right. So we got the Dirt and Co. weekend recap and weekend preview segment here. So at El Paso County Speedway, um, last Saturday you had September 10th, the end of summer's bash, the AC ASCS non-wing sprint cars, the RMLSA lightning sprints, the now 600s, the Outlaw Classics, Powder Puffs, Mechanics, and Street Races. So uh with the ASCS non-winged, it was uh, Mr. Riggs. And then for the RMLSA, it was rained out. The 600s, the 600s restricted. The Outlaw Classics and the Powder Puffs, they were all rained out. Oh, man. Were the Powder Puffs like the Wives races or something? That would have Yeah, I was, I was curious to see that. I did see on El Paso's Facebook that the street racers got in some type of race, but they didn't post uh, anything. So I don't know if it was yeah. practice or oh, whatnot. Oh, man. But... That would have been cool to find out right. what that was all about. <laughs> Yeah, Damn. Damn that, mother yeah. nature. I it's yeah. it screwed a lot of yeah, 
lot of races up last weekend. But uh, so the next race is going to be Saturday, September 24th, the ninth annual Fall Brawl Open Wheel Championships, the RMMRA Midgets, the SCS Sprint Cars, the Lightning Sprints, now 600s, the Colorado Vintage Racers, the four IMCA divisions and the Outlaw Classics will be running down there on the on the 24th. So uh, yes. want to go check out some dirt track racing. We'll be we'll be up watching the Outlaws, but um, I definitely before the end of the season, I want to get my butt out mm-hmm. to one of the dirt tracks and go watch them. I, there's nothing like dirt track racing. It's it's awesome to watch. So I'll, I'll say between El Paso County and Honor Speedway, they're both fun. I didn't really get to see a whole lot of racing at El, Honor Speedway, but El Paso County just. The feel of it, the the atmosphere, everything at that track, that was so fun. I, I definitely want to go back to El Paso County. That was that big grandstands like too. Yeah, good grandstands. I mean, the pit area kind of sucks, but I mean it, it like it felt like old time racing where there was like three hundred cars <laughs> packed into a small friggin' area. Yeah. And it just felt like, you know, like when Jordan and I were kids going through the pits when we were when my dad was racing. It was like it was it was just a different atmosphere than what at CNS currently, and it, it was a lot of fun to be out there. So yeah. I definitely go see some dirt racing where, wherever you may go. It's it's fun no matter what. And then for uh, Phillips County Raceway, they didn't have an event this last weekend. So next race for them is this upcoming Friday, uh, September sixteenth. The IMCA and Tri State Tour is going to be there um then i-76 they did not have anything going on and then but this saturday at i-76 they got this on september 17th they have championship night so all imca classes are going to be there as well the rmmra midgets badass uh the 270 micros the dwarf cars and the thunderstocks so yeah get out there support your local dirt track racing uh honor speedway they ran this last weekend. So on Friday, September 9th, it was the Steel City Special, now 600s, A-Class, and Restricted. The CDC, the Steel City Minis, the ASCS non-wing sprint cars were there as well. So for the now 600s, uh, A-Class, it was the 12C of Chase Spicola who won that race. Uh, the now 600s Restricted, it was the 11E of Mr. Enzo Spicola. So I would say sibling a connection right there. Yeah, I would say. Um, We've been saying their name a lot too. Right, exactly. Uh, the CDC, uh, there was the number 36 of Tip Holcomb. The ASCS non-wing sprint cars, it was the 92 of Colby Pierce. The Steel City Minis was the number 30, uh, 33 excuse me, of Grayson Rivera. Their next race is going to be September 23rd, the season championship. So all the tracks coming down to the end here. They're going to have the sport mods, the stock cars, the SoCo carts, which I think this guy might have something to say about that. And the hobby stocks and the sport compacts and the CDCs will all be there. So disease control will be there again. Right. They're going to be there with COVID tests. I, I, I hope he's. I hope he's still watching. But Mr. Uh, Blair Cooper, I want. I want to know when, what track, and what race you're racing at next, sir. We want to come down and check you out with that nice, uh, nice sprint car you got up there. Yeah, yeah. Let me take it for a hot lap. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. No, I got no desire. <laughs> Absolutely none. Yeah, right. I just like watching. He put in that thing. He's probably like. <laughs> There's one of them number ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Read between the lines, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and to uh George's uh point, the the plan tentatively is still uh to go uh take the the outlaw cart out there. 
Uh, we got it ready, did some uh, seat modifications because uh, there's not a lot of room in these things. Got the belts adjusted, everything ready. The only problem is um, I need to rejet it because of where I bought it is 500 feet elevation and we're at 6,000 feet elevation with a two stroke. Uh, the only problem is these things require a four wheeler to start them. And uh, we're in the process of getting uh, our family four wheeler here, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, and it's not like it's not like you can't go push the thing down the street and try to fire it up. It's a whole process, okay. grab, grabbing the clutch and the whole thing. So I got a four wheeler. It's got a nice little, I, uh, you know, uh, snow plow on it. <laughs> yeah. We used it to load the legend that one night. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of still up in the air and I, I am, uh, on call that weekend. Um, so we'll just have to see, I do want to get it out there, um, and see, you know, obviously you spend a lot of money on those things and want to go run it. Um, so stay tuned for that as it gets closer. Uh, we'll make that announcement, maybe get a couple people and go down to honor and watch some dirt track racing and try not to see me have that thing up at the catch fence. So that would be the plan. That track is so wide. If you hit that catch fence, I'll, I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I want to get in it, drive it, you know, just around, putting around to get get messing with it and not go full blower the, the first time I'm in it. But I, if anything, we'll I'd, just be, I'd just say coming out of two, stay away from the guardrail. That's about yeah. all I, that track. We'll try to stay as low <laughs> as I can. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's planned. So we'll keep posted on that. Um, with that, uh, kind of brings us to the end of our show here, obviously, um, didn't have a lot to talk about, uh, big news out of the NASCAR camp today with, uh, Kyle Busch going over to, to RCR. Um, I feel like we kind of saw that coming, uh, kind of wild, uh, to see 15 years of wins and championships kind of switch directions. We'll see, um, how that, how that unfolds, but, uh, without CNS running, um, obviously that's the heart and soul kind of of, of this podcast. So Mother Nature kind of uh, stole some some of our thunder uh, tonight. So, uh, but with that being, go ahead. No, no pun intended. Huh? No, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but with that, like like I just said a, a few minutes ago, we do have a uh, another guest lined up. Uh, so we've been rolling lately. Um, this one is going to be uh, completely different. I feel like than we've ever had. Uh, we've had a track owner on here before. Let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> but Mr. Perry White himself. But Love uh, <laughs> but we're actually going to have uh, Joe Bellum on, and he owns uh, El Paso County Speedway, Phillips County Speedway, and is uh, kin uh, to the owner of I-76 Speedway. So uh, the Blood, Sweat, and Tears production team creator. Uh, seems like a great guy. He's very excited to do this. Um, we kind of started uh, messaging him to try to get, you know, results every week and telling him kind of that we've been promoting dirt um, on the podcast and he's all for it. And, uh, you know, without hesitation, he's like, let me get on there and let's 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 talk dirt and let's talk all this stuff. So I'm sure guy. he's yeah, I'm sure he has plenty of stories to tell. So mark your calendars. That'll be the uh, 27th, Tuesday, the 27th. Uh, so we'll take a, a week off and. Hopefully have a lot to celebrate with Jake and Jordan on the next week's podcast from the, the weekend championship wrapping up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then we'll have Bellum, Bellum on. So um, looking forward to that one. Um, Got to give a special shout out to our, our iRacing sponsor driver, Braxton Deweese. He's been killing it, finished uh, second at uh, Talladega in the trucks the other night, which is a very hard feat, especially when you're going 200 laps. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to make 20 around that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he run like last night, like the Cup or Xfinity? He started like 22nd, worked his way up, and finished like 
I believe so. It's uh, like I said, the kid runs so much. It's hard to, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. Um, he joins the podcast when he can. So uh, shout out to him. Um, but yeah, doing, doing big things on iRacing. We appreciate his support. Paint jobs look awesome as always. Um, but yeah, so that's all I have. I will uh, pass to, to Jake and Jordan before we give our, our outros. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, like I said before, doesn't matter how this weekend turns out. We're, we're definitely going to try our hardest, give it our all, and uh, try and come home with a big S trophy. <laughs> but either way, no matter how the night turns out, we will be drinking a lot of beer Saturday night. So, In the words of Dale Jr. Yep. Yes. We'll be drinking a lot of beer tonight. <laughs> so uh, come, please come out, hang out with us. Uh, definitely come into the pits. If you don't get a pit pass, definitely come into the pits afterwards. Uh, you know, we'll have some champagne, some shots, some some beers, you know, the whole nine yards. Uh you know, whatever burritos we have left over that CJ doesn't take. Uh, just kidding, CJ. Love you. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's going to be a good time. Um, great season that we've had this year. So it doesn't matter how it ends up this Saturday, but, uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to watching the super late models and the pure stocks and watching to see how that battle comes out. And, um, you know, good luck to Jason Holly this weekend as they go to the SRL since they haven't run in like, seems like four months it's or something like that. It's been, I think since July, at least since they haven't run. So good luck to them. Um, and I also have to quickly shout out, uh, I know firsthand because I've seen it. I'm not going to name who, but there will be another mod out next year. So car count is going up. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more mods out next year, but uh, firsthand witnessed it and uh, excited to uh, have another mod out and have this driver uh, come out and, and join the mod class next year. So stay tuned. Hopefully uh, this driver will announce it you know, in the next coming weeks or whenever he'd like, uh, or she, I don't know, could be, a, could be a girl, who knows? Uh, but, uh, excited to see that the mod class is growing. So, uh, excited for what's to come. So I'll shut up now and throw it down to this guy. I mean, I double what you just said, looking forward to the weekend, just looking forward to get back in the car and try to replicate what we did the last race. Um, but uh, I do have uh, an announcement. I will be a guest speaker or guest, or just a guest, I guess. <laughs> God. Um, on the Fan Fuel Motorsports podcast. They uh, primarily talk about NASCAR and stuff like that, but they reached out to me and wanted to interview and, and talk about just local, you know, roots and Colorado racing and see kind of like firsthand what it's like for what goes on here locally. Um, so I will be on there tomorrow night starting at 5.30 Mountain Time. So if you go, I'll repost it on Facebook so you all can just go to my Facebook page or and maybe we'll share it on our podcast page um, so you guys can just have easy access to watch the show there. Uh, it'll be kind of fun to talk about kind of like, I don't know, we've never really touched on kind of like our own roots of how we got into racing and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully we'll get an opportunity to kind of talk about some of those stories and where I've come through them and my history and whatnot and how we've come up through the ranks and whatnot. So uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that and hope to see a lot of your guys' faces out there this weekend. Uh, like I said, this is going to be an amazing weekend regardless. I'm, I'm just damn excited that we got to this point and being in the, being in the hunt, you know, that was above and beyond our goal as a team. Um, and then, yeah, I'm really proud to see everybody else out there 
and see how their seasons end as well. Uh, especially the pure stocks. It, it's been fun to watch all these different series this year. A lot of good storylines going on. So it's going to finally come to fruition and see who gets the crown. So uh, come say hi to us. Uh, we will be back out the following week out at the uh, outlaw race. We're definitely going to go check that one out. I, I wouldn't miss that. That's going to be badass. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but then until next time. Ooh, real quick with that announcement uh, to kind of hype up that outlaw figure eight race. Uh, I actually just found out today, Chris Cox and Mr. Jeremy Wall, who are going to be in that race, are going to be showcasing their outlaw figure eights this Saturday at intermission uh, for our race. So they're going to go out and do some hot laps, kind of test out their cars a little bit and uh, and kind of get people hyped up for uh, for that race next weekend. So not only come support local racing and the championship night for two classes, but if you want to kind of see a little preview of what you're going to see next weekend the 24th come out so you can uh see uh chris and jeremy kind of run some hot laps for about i don't know five ten minutes or so and uh see what it's going to look like that'd be cool Absolutely. those mm-hmm. things are badass looking oh, too God, so. they look so cool <laughs> cool all right well uh again appreciate daryl stewart first off for uh again coming on the show appreciate everybody who tuned in tonight um even if you're ghost hunting or not uh we appreciate that <laughs> Uh, double duty. Um, good luck to all the drivers this week uh, or weekend, I should say. And uh, hopefully have a lot to talk about next Tuesday. Um, and yeah, appreciate all the support each and every single week. If you listen live or if you tune in uh, via Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. So that is it for uh, all of us. Um, I unfortunately will not be at the racetrack this weekend, but go say hi to these two yahoos and cheer them on and uh, appreciate everybody. And uh Guess we'll talk next Tuesday. So keep scrubbing those tires. Good night. All right. Door, quarter, clear, clear. All you, new leader. Checkers are out. Bring it home. Come on. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrubbin' Tires podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Scrubbin' Tires podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.